0: Hello and welcome to the BG podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is City of Kyle Council Member Dex Ellison. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Dex. <laughs> name my you. coffee. Thank my you. name is like a cup of coffee today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, man. Thank you. It's uh, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, also well, City of Kyle is one of the fastest growing cities in the state of Texas, if not, or and and also the nation and one of the, and in one of the fastest growing counties uh, in the nation, Hayes County. Uh, just south of Austin in the ever growing Austin MSA. Uh, well, Councilmember, I want to start. The purpose of the show is to talk about managing the growth in the city of Kyle, which is, we'll get to, but it's at a high level. I know the city is about 50,000 people in now. A decade ago, that was about 10,000 people. Is that accurate or less?
1: So uh, 20 years ago, we were about 5,300 people. Um, and then. 300 people. Fifty three hundred people twenty years ago. So that was the twenty, the two thousand census, mm-hmm. The uh, two thousand ten census. We hit twenty eight thousand, and now at this one, we're over fifty five thousand now,
0: and growing, and growing, and growing.
1: So and the, the rate has not slowed down.
0: We'll get to the growth of Kyle and just how the council, your council, uh, your colleagues are are working to manage that growth and and thoughtfully. Um, I want to start with just your background and you know when you were elected and how well. Where you're from and when you were elected, what brought you to wanting to run for office?
1: Certainly. I appreciate the opportunity to speak on that. So, I'm originally from the Houston area, Conroe. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there. Then, I moved to the Austin area when I was 12, attended uh, junior high and high school there. And then, I went to Texas State University down in San Marcos, go Bobcats. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved into Kyle. I uh, had no interest in public office or service of any kind. Always did have a dream deep down uh, to be in public service. My family has always been uh, uh, very respectful and, and engaged in, in government and politics and different things like that, and, uh, but I never really, uh, really thought that it was something that would ever really occur in my life. Uh, I started out as a young banker in the city of Kyle, just wanted to get involved. I would go to council meetings, try to learn what was happening, what was coming to our city. And one thing led to another. A number of people saw a young man in a a suit, dressed up at council meetings, and they saw I was interested and talked to me. And um, I ran for a district seat in 2015. Uh, I was unsuccessful in that district uh, run, but one of my mentors told me when you don't uh, get something that is truly righteous and and good, uh, you don't lose. You either win or you learn. And so I took that as a learning opportunity to uh, grow and learn more about the city. I spent time on the Planning and Zoning Commission for two years. I served as chair in my second term on that. And then after that, I was asked to run again for city council, this time for an at-large seat. I was a little reluctant from the first time. The uh, Campaigning is, is tough uh, and mm-hmm. grooming and all the things that happen on the federal level and state level and stuff, it still happens on local level things. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I gave it another shot. Uh, was successful in 2017 for the at-large seat. I w- I ran for re-election in 2019 and was honored to serve in my second term. So I've been on council for four and a half years now. I'm the longest tenured council member, only the mayor has served
0: longer than I,
1: and uh, it's truly an honor and and uh, I'm truly gracious to serve with such a great city.
0: I'm looking now So your term. Um, we're your terms coming to a conclusion this year uh are y'all yes. is the city of kyle y'all term limited or do you think you'll well if you want to make it early, breaking news now and take it <laughs> again that's cool too or you can you know, feel free to hold that to yourself but your term will be expired your second term will be expiring at the end of this year november uh, november 22
1: correct and so in the city of kyle you can do three terms so i would be eligible for one final term uh as a council member and then um, that marriage three terms uh as well got you and so uh yeah. i'm still still weighing decisions uh i'm truly honored to serve this city just uh, have to do a lot of praying and, and consulting with my family and we'll make a decision here at the beginning of the summer
0: i'll say as well because city of kyle like unlike city of austin y'all it's you you have a day job as well right, right? yeah <laughs>
1: I I am a banker still. I'm a senior banker with Randolph Brooks. Uh, And so yes, it's a challenge. So having two jobs um, and and the commitment that uh, I I will say all my colleagues give to this job, um, it it is truly um, something to be commended. And it, it is a challenge. So you just have to be able to weigh that. I know when I give to this job, I wanna give everything I have to it and certainly feel like I have these past four and a half years. Hopefully the residents of Kyle feel that way. And so I just need to weigh those decisions and, and I'll come up with one here uh, in the next couple of months.
0: Well said. Uh, let's get to development. So uh, we had a, a meeting this was several months ago. We had spoken with uh, your the City of Kyle's Economic Development Director about a client matter. But in that meeting, it came up this the fact of uh, the statistic about how much the city had yet to be built out. And I think that we were, you know, this is a loose quote, but it was about 30 percent. The city was only 30 percent built out as of now. Right, and that's just—I mean, I, again, like I grew—I grew up in Austin proper, um, 7, seven, eight, seven, four, five area. I remember driving to Schlitterbahn and just not, after you get after you got a you know south maybe south south uh, past slaughter on thirty-five, it was nothing, right, nothing. And I know the first time we met, you know, it was my first time driving off thirty-five into Kyle, and I was you know just the whole way is continuous development. And, um, you know, I want to talk about that, just, what, just as the, with that growth, with 30% of the city, with 70% of the city still to be built out. Um, and we're, you know, y'all are, the I-35 corridor um, going south towards San Antonio is, a, is booming. Where, what is, what's your take on the council's current approach to um, what is, you know, what's, what, you know, the development of the future, right? The next 70%, both commercial and residential.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I would even say, so I grew up in Austin, too. I went to McCallum High School. Okay, I started at Stastny, was the old South Austin Stastny Lane, because even before South Park Meadows was built out and all that. Uh, I forget. You know, that's so, right. Yeah. So, yeah, and you're absolutely right. There was more, there's a common joke here in Kyle, there was more Callison people uh, at that time. Certainly that is different. So with that growth that I talked about that happened and the writing was all in the wall from even uh, that first decade of the new millennium, our uh, demographics have changed with that growth. And so uh, our our um, median age has gone down significantly. Our median age is now 31 in the 31. city tile. Kyle. And our, our median household income has also risen over that same time. Now it's in the uh, mid 70s household income. So the age has gotten younger and the the uh, household income has, has increased and discretionary income has increased as well. And so we find that a lot of uh, people are moving to Kyle. We saw a lot of growth happen north of Austin, Round Rock, Pflugerville. All of that uh, was built out. Now it's on the south side and it's it's increasing all the way through the corridor of Austin to San Antonio. Many people have said it for years. Austin. San Antonio will probably be similar to Dallas-Fort Worth and how those cities are growing together. And that, that's why Hayes County, that corridor between the two, is just exploding. So we've seen a lot of people come to our city and to our county for or more house for their buck. Certainly, we're seeing that even more now with uh, post-pandemic or during pandemic. And um, so those are with that in mind. The council has also uh, gotten younger. So I remember when I first started following the council back at the beginning of last decade, I guess it was early 2010, 11. uh, We had more uh, senior persons on our council. Certainly nothing wrong with that. Retired persons and different things. Now our council has changed. I believe our oldest member is 51. We're all still in our working years. So the, the representation has started to mirror the new demographic of the city and with that I, I i try to make that point i like to make that point because that is also transitioned the mindset and the pattern in in which the, the trajectory of our growth is going going back to your question so uh with the demographic change with the uh the change of the makeup of the council we have seen that this city uh, is truly a family needs to be a family friendly and family oriented type of place so uh while balancing Our our senior residents, residents have been here for a long time, also raised their children here as well. A common phrase that's said on Next Door and Kyle is don't Austin my Kyle.
0: Oh, Uh, no, (laughs) no. yeah.
1: So people are, you know, it's interesting. People uh, move from certain areas and sometimes they bring their ideology or need for services or quality of life, whether that be public transportation, uh, services, uh, business services, you name it. But the other point I want to bring up real quick, though, as well, is we've also seen a a challenge. And you probably spoke about this when you talked to our economic economic development team is not even seven, eight years ago, 80 percent of our workforce was leaving the city of Kyle. So they would leave the city of Kyle to go and work in Austin, San Antonio, other cities. So what did that mean? Our, Our city was mostly barren throughout the day and so that's uh, during that during that time we just became a bedroom community just a place where people would have a home they live they sleep i can't tell you how many times aj when i campaigned in 2015 i would knock on doors and people would talk to me about resolutions and props that were in austin and they were asked me what my thoughts were about those and i said we can't vote for those you know but that kind of shows when people or wherever they work kind of tends to be where, where they focus on a lot of those things. And so we wanted to change that mindset. So getting back to your question, but I felt it was important to kind of lay out that land there. Thank you. Uh, so with that in mind, the council has, uh, we have really made a focus and certainly since the pandemic has increased this, really made a focus uh, to uh, invest in our parks and open spaces and trails. Uh, we have spent a lot of money uh, and, and time and resources on that. Uh, we have two parks coming out on, online this year. Uh, we'll have to have you perhaps down for them, AJ. Uh, this summer, we have La Verde Park, uh, nearly two-acre park that we're building uh, that is going to have an inclusive play, playground. That was an idea from our teenagers that served on our Youth Advisory Council. So we're really, really excited about that, that park. We we'll also have over a $12 million Veterans and First Responders Memorial uh, that we're calling Heroes Memorial Park that will be opening this September 11th as well. Uh, So a great investment in that. We also uh, use a lot of the uh, you might be familiar with the Kinder Morgan pipeline that came through uh, a number of cities and towns and and jurisdictions uh, a couple of years ago. We were the only jurisdiction to uh, uh, settle with them and receive a a payment of three million dollars that we use to invest in our downtown and invest in our park further uh, just reiterating that point of that investment as well as finally, I just want to say our, our vibe downtown or our vibe trail system that we're uh, working on. So we will ultimately have a trail system that will connect Austin all the way down to San Antonio and run through all of these cities in between uh, the Violet Crown trail, but we are also within our network. We have a nature trail that is the belt of our city running East to West from uh, city limit to city limit, but then North and South, we will have uh, our Vibe Trail Network, which is a multi-use path, concrete 12-foot path, where people can take that trail and that path from their subdivisions to commercial areas to other Vibe networks is what we call them, Vibe spots. So people can move throughout the city without having to get into a vehicle. Why is that so important? We talked about the growth, the congestion, traffic, and different things like that. So we're really trying to create our own unique city here so that we're not just a suburb of Austin. We're not continuing that suburban sprawl. Uh, many of us on the council uh, subscribe to the smart growth philosophy and trying to build uh, density within our center, building that up, and then and moving it out so we have our own unique city feel.
0: I love it. Uh, we talk about, I mean, tying to this too is economic development, right? So just, uh, you know, I think the, you know, companies are obviously moving to Austin, but I mean, recently I've seen just a lot of, uh, a lot of corporate growth. you always had a win. Um, I think last saw in the Business Journal this week, uh, the company moving from California, beverage company, a beverage flavoring yeah. company, right? I'm um, their headquarters here, to Kyle. Right. And just what are you, just what is the city's take on that economic development? Um, you know, it's, it's almost, I mean, I think it, it's fortunate for the region because you know it's more about the size of the deal, right? <laughs> like, like, some cities, like we don't want to see anything under ten million or whatever. You can almost name the price because right. it's just companies want to be here, and not just I mean in the in the region
1: of all sorts. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, and I'm so glad you brought that up. So, yes, we're excited to to have that company bringing their headquarters to the city of Kyle. But it, it's just a number. Uh, it's just been a pattern. So, what really kicked this off? If I'll go back in history a little bit, I'm a fan of history because I think it really teaches us how things came to today. Uh, so, about um, not even a decade ago, uh, we, did the, um, we added the Freeport exemption uh, um, to the city of Kyle. And so, what that was able to do was it allowed us to really um, create spec space in these spec buildings that a lot of companies could come in and they wouldn't, uh, and it eased the burden on them as, as a taxpayer on their, their equipment and their, their inventory. And so since we've done that, we've seen, so we've had Amazon come in, Lowe's, we've built a number of large, several hundred thousand uh, speculative buildings that these companies are moving into. And we had ALSCO, a, a linen company move in early on. One of the really awesome ones we had was ENF Technologies it's a south korean company that uh, makes semiconductors for um, um, intel texas instruments samsung uh, which we know semiconductors are in great need especially now so that even happened before the pandemic the south korean company moved their headquarters the first in north america and it was right here in the city of kyle so we're not only getting other companies from across the country moving to this area and even into our city but we're even seeing that happen internationally so That that transition has helped going back to that point of 80% of our workforce leaving the city. Now we're starting to see jobs created in our city. And that has certainly improved our economic development uh, outlook, our local economy. We're starting to get uh, people working in the city of Kyle. And what does that do? The thing that our residents clamor and ask for all the time, better restaurants and commercial services. Mm -hmm. So now that we have that employment here, and they're not leaving throughout the day, those restaurants are more inclined and other services are more inclined to come to our city because now they have a breakfast and lunch crowd or they have a, a population there in order to uh, consume on whatever those those services are. So big movement that we made that of a transition from nearly 10 years ago, that now we're starting to see the, the fruits of that labor uh, come to fruition.
0: Uh, no more to come. Um, uh... Switching gears, let's talk about challenges, right? So let's look at the next, the five-year horizon. Through, so through through twenty twenty-seven, you know, what do you see? You see the top three biggest challenges for the city. Oh man, you know it's
1: always interesting when people ask you a question and they put a number to it because
0: you could have it in your mind. We, we so. can do five <laughs> if you want. But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there are some that I'm sure it's on the dice that come to mind on some regular pattern. So list those out. Certainly, certainly. No, and I
1: appreciate the question, because understanding your successes and challenges equally is is important for the overall plan. And So we certainly do have those challenges. So as you can imagine, I just gave out all the numbers on the growth that has happened over the last 20 years, 10 years, and even the last handful. So you can imagine with that growth, we have a lot of infrastructure needs that we have to improve. And so if there's one thing and if you have any elected officials, certainly young elected officials, as far as experience, Uh, listening to your podcast, I would encourage them this. Do not play around with your property tax rate, your ever-loan property tax rate. And this is an example or uh, something I learned very early on. I sat down with our finance director when I first was elected and I looked at the property tax rates for the last 25 years. And from 1994 to about 2008, 2009, the elected officials in this city continued to slash the property tax rate. So what did that mean? Uh, so I'm a banker, uh, uh, as well. And I, it's just like a, uh, two income household. They decide, you know, only one of us is going to work. And one of us are going to stay from stay home. Well, guess what? We also decided to have a child. Guess what? Surprise. We got triplets. And then we also have to take on a a dog and a cat. And we also have to take on somebody else's, uh, responsibilities. That is what happened. So you decreased your revenues, but you increased your expenditures and when that happens, that can work for a while. And you know, it's very attractive to say you cut taxes, but you're not taking care of your home base, and that is the infrastructure. That's your water needs, your wastewater needs, your road infrastructure, other other uh, services, your public safety, your police force, growing your overall uh, uh, staff to meet the needs of an uh, increasingly sized city. With, increasing demands. So that I would say is one of our biggest challenges is we're we're playing catch up, if you will. And I don't know if you can really ever catch up from 15 to 20 years of things like that, but we are making a sincere effort. So we do have a road bond that is coming forward this this year. So all Cal residents keep an eye out for that. This is not something that we just started. We started this process back at the end of 2020, uh investing in uh design and engineering in order to bring forward the voters a, a as clearest picture possible of what they will be uh, expecting with a, a voter uh, road bond, but it's not only that we've taken care. of it. We've invested in uh, long-term water needs through ARWA. We've invested in our wastewater treatment plant, which needed to be expanded, obviously with a growing city. We passed a uh, 37 million dollar uh, public safety center bond to increase our police uh, headquarters uh, in 2020 during a pandemic. Uh, so. All of those things are challenges that we have to meet. We're, we're really having to bear down with those right now um, as the city grows. So I would say infrastructure, and that's a that's a big word that is uh, all encompassing. I think that is one of the biggest challenges. But also meeting the needs of a growingly diverse community as we have more people move into our city, there are different needs uh, that people want. Certainly, we have to balance those with the needs of the city now. For example, um, we had the uh, city of Kyle. Uh, A lot of people want to get around the city, but don't want to get in a car or or drive themselves. And we saw our our more senior population asking for services to get around the city. We didn't have the demand for public transportation, and we still don't. But what we did was we created a unique approach. We partnered with Uber, uh, the rideshare company. Uh, where you can, uh, the city call is known as the Pi Capital, Texas. So for $3.14, the number Pi, you can take a Uber anywhere within the city limits. We supplement up to $10. There's really, the city's not that large, so rides don't typically go over uh, that size. We're in our second year of our program. We added um, rides to the airport and the VA clinic for our, our veterans to do that as well. So veterans can take a ride uh, up to Austin for $3.14 on that. Uh, And uh, we discount the ride to the airport. So just uh, answering that is the infrastructure and the growing needs of people being needing to get around the city, but being unique with that because not every that demand isn't uh, so large there. So that's what I would say are some of our biggest challenges. But continuing to develop communities that have all the amenities that people need within their area. So what we're really doing is a lot of master plan uh, development. Where residential communities also have commercial next to them, other services, gas, and different things like that. So people aren't having to go to the interstate or across the city; they have all their services and, and commercial needs where they live.
0: Wow, I love it, love it. And on that note, too, I want to highlight or I want to ask you to I highlight some of the key developments in the pipeline, uh, both commercial, residential, and Kyle. Certainly. Man, we have a number of different
1: things. So certainly excited that those parks are coming online this year. We have the public safety center that will open up next year. Uh, We have the brick and mortar district, which is where those three projects are located at 1626 and Colder's Crossing in the city of Kyle. Our PAC center is over there. That's a billion-dollar land development deal. If you're familiar with the Pearl in San Antonio or the new Rock Rose area domain, mm-hmm. same developers, same designers are working on that. So that's a billion-dollar land development bill that is coming in right there. So 1626 and Colders, that's where that uh, Heroes Memorial Park will be. That's where uh, La Verde will be. That's where our public safety center and all the uh, other commercial development there will be happening. So that, that's really exciting. That's being built out now. Uh, like I said, those parks are uh, two of the, the cornerstones of that project and, and commercial and restaurants and all that will continue to be developed around there. So we're really excited over the next five to seven years that will all be built out. Similar to those projects I named in San Antonio and North Austin. We also have uh, some some really unique uh, planned unit uh, development of housing, residential with commercial mix mixed use development coming in. We have uh, some... Uh, Great opportunities with uh, I'm trying to keep in mind which ones are confidential and which ones (laughs) uh, are are public at this point. Oh, we just uh, so phase two uh, at um, Marketplace and 1626. We have some commercial development coming in. I know uh, we can't really announce some of the names that are coming in, but we do have sit down restaurants that are happening in that in that plaza and in that uh, project. We just had the groundbreaking, I think, Monday of this week. So we're excited. I know residents are eager to get uh, more eateries and shopping uh, to our city. So we're excited about that. We also have some very large, as you mentioned earlier, AJ, most of our city is still undeveloped. And so we have some really large tracts of land that are in uh, negotiations right now to truly bring a destination to our city that are going to really draw people uh, from across the region and perhaps across the state so stay tuned the city of kyle within the next couple of years you're going to be hearing some
0: big things i mean big i know just again reading from the news there's big things happening every day there uh oh council member dex Allison is a city or is a member of the city council kyle thank you for your time thank you thank you aj i'm always eager to talk about the city of kyle I
1: certainly appreciate this opportunity and i wish your podcast the best